0: Welcome to our podcast series called The Thorn and Rose's Side. Hi, I'm Rose Miller, president of Pinnacle Human Resources LLC, located in Albany, Saratoga Springs, and Syracuse, New York. I've been an HR professional for many years, and my team and I help companies with their human resources initiatives. We know people are a company's most important asset, yet they can be the biggest pain in their assets. In this month's podcast, I'm going to describe how my love for HR and Star Trek align. Last month, actor William Shatner was once again the guest speaker at the Star Trek Museum in Ticonderoga, New York. One of my consultants and I are Trekkies. This is the term of devoted fans who attend various conventions and when together can speak endlessly on the deep meanings behind the TV show's brilliant writing. While watching old episodes, I can't help but ask, who's handling HR on the ship? From an HR perspective, each episode is dealing with substantial human resources challenges in what is literally quite an alien environment. Add the fact that for a majority of the time, the ship and its crew are being exposed to horrendous mortal danger, and you quickly realize that keeping the crew happy is going to require some impressive HR skills. I have serious concerns that there's no mention of a personnel department, training and development, a DEI officer, or even health and safety, which, with the extreme pressures experienced by Kirk and his crew, would appear to be a shocking omission. The closest the series came to HR was in the Next Generation series with Counselor Troy and the Whoopi Goldberg character Guinan, the bartender on Ten Forward. Let's consider the challenges facing this newly appointed Starfleet Chief of Human Resources officer on board of the USS Enterprise, noting again that this person would be responsible for ensuring a satisfactory functioning crew for a full five years of the mission. In the 1960s, TV wasn't known for its diversity. The bridge officers on the Enterprise hailed from all parts of Earth and later all parts of the universe. The crew consisted of various races and cultural backgrounds, including a Vulcan first officer. This was intentional casting from the very forward-thinking creator, Gene Roddenberry. Nichelle Nichols, who played communications officer Uhura, frequently tells a personal story. She was a Broadway actor that was about to quit the show. Fortunately, an encounter with Dr. Martin Luther King changed her mind. He told her he was a fan of the show, and when she mentioned she may leave to go back to Broadway, he told her, no, you can't. He told her how significant her presence was as an officer on the bridge. Later shows even feature African-American and female captains. At the 2019 Ticonderoga event, William Shatner asked attendees, what is it about Star Trek that makes you fans for over 40 years? One Asian gentleman raised his hand. He told the crowd as a child, He had experienced racial discrimination and bullying at his elementary school. When Star Trek was released on TV, he saw an officer on the bridge, Lieutenant Sulu, who looked just like him, and he suddenly realized, I do belong. The attendees in the room were moved by his heartfelt story. Diversity made it easier for the ship to connect with and understand different species they met along their journey, much like today's companies who are serving an increasingly diverse client base. All of which proves a point. The diversity of backgrounds can be an advantage in your workplace. Most companies agree it's important, but acting on it is another step. As of the year, 2366, no less than 13 species were employed as part of the ship's complement, including a Vulcan, a Betazoid, Klingon, and of course humans. Other species include an android known as Data. Given this diverse crew complement, it would be vital that HR ensure tolerance and understanding in everyday practice. For example, Vulcans embrace pure logic. Spock generally displayed all the characteristics of someone whose thought processes are dominated by left-brain thinking. He used logic, not an intuitive-driven character. HR must ensure training enables much more spontaneous and mercurial members to value the difference rather than condemn it. There were other challenges too. A certain amount of historical baggage was brought on board with the long-running feud between Klingons and the Federation. While negotiations eventually terminated the most violent elements of this dispute, underlining frictions persist. It would be the HR officer's duty to make sure these frictions do not manifest themselves in the operational day-to-day life of the crew. HR would implement change management and good conflict resolution training to address problems. What I loved the most about Star Trek was its optimism. It had a hopeful view of life that reigned supreme in the Star Trek universe. Humans found a way to focus their energy into self-improvement and exploration. Diversity and acceptance was the norm. The Metrons told Kirk, we are a very most promising species. We need a daily reminder that we can do better. And perhaps your Starfleet HR officer can help with that. Do you need help with your human resources? We can help by calling us at 518 486 8152 or email me. Rose Miller at R at pinnacle